Hello, it's good to have you here. And welcome back to another episode of Blogging Business Owner. This is your co-host, Anna. And this is your co-host, Chaitanya. And today, we're bringing the income report for April 2021. We're going to be discussing what worked, what didn't, our plans, and how we made money this month. So if you are a beginner blogger, just like we are, keep on listening. And this is the best place for you so that we can both uh, strike up conversation and you know, see how it's going for us in 2021. Let's talk about the previous recap reports. So last month, we said that we had a couple of focuses. One of them was to start our Substack newsletter. And I will say that this is one of the best decisions that we made. I really enjoy Substack. I know that it's limited uh, in its capacity, like you can't segment things like that. However, it's on a platform where people appreciate newsletters. And you get a lot of those perks like you get your own page where it shows all of your previous post. So if anybody's interested in seeing the content, they could always look at that log. And, and, and it's there and it might even pop up on the feed. So I think it's a really great. I gained two subscribers, which is way more than I've ever done in the past. And I'm going to show some pictures later. If you're looking at the blog, it doesn't quite show there, but we'll walk you through the analytics of that. Yeah, we learned uh, quite a few things from Substack. They have a couple of tiers of subscriptions that you could have. There's a free tier so that you could have some free content out there, which people could subscribe to and get some value out of anyways, even if don't want to subscribe for a paid subscription. They also have two types of paid subscription. One is like where you subscribe monthly with a certain amount and one is like where you subscribe yearly. So you pay the entire yearly fee upfront and you could have different perks for different types of subscriptions. So that was interesting to see. Also like with the Substack thing, I think that they try and promote our newsletter. That's why they are charging like a 10% like commission fee. But I don't know how much it works yet because we don't have enough data to know how much working from their end. But we have some redirects from our social media, which have been working. So that's helping. Thank you. And we also tried other types of newsletters. And if you want to hear us compare them, please let us know. Now, last month, we also talked about promotion and monetization. As far as promotion, that's an ongoing process. But in one month, we were able to compose a short list of podcasts and blogs that we might be able to guest in and just comparing the content. So right now, what we're doing is we're building relationship and making sure that the content is going to work for both of the blogs. As far as monetization, I started to pitch to companies that we are affiliates to. And I think it's going pretty well. I I need to work on my media kit and make sure that, you know, that I have a package that I'm able to offer. And so that's what I'm working on. But as far as, you know, pitching, I did get a response from two different companies that we are affiliates from. So hopefully in the future, some of that content could be sponsored. Now let's look at April income report. So let's look at the expenses first. And again, we are a new blog. This is April 2021. So this month was light. It was Cloudways, $10, Sapier, $240. That was the annual membership. And then Upwork, $341. So I have been working with Upwork and with very talented people that are able to support the business with editing and creating visual content. And so it's it's been it's been really helpful and more and more I'm I'm trying to kind of automate what's going on with the website as to have better results. 
So the thing that you want to look at while we talk about our expenses is like the cloud based thing is like a monthly fee and it's not going up much even though we are getting a lot more page views than before. So that's really good to see. The Zapier, as Anna told, was a one-time fee, so we are good for the year. So it's like a one-time thing that will write off against our like revenues for this month. And for Upwork, it's kind of an upgoing, ongoing fee, I would say. It would fluctuate according to how much content you pump out, so it might go up and down. So it's kind of a variable expense for your business. You might want to track it seriously, because if it goes too high, then if it's something that you don't want to spend too much on, then you want to be sure to keep track of it. Yeah, and I think it is easy to spend a lot of money on Upwork uh, because there is so much talent that is on the website. And so it's easy to get distracted or to hire people for, you know, and, and miscommunicate what you really need. So one of the things that I've learned is to really communicate clearly as far as what is needed and the contract guidelines. Now, income, we received income from two different places this month, and I'm so happy for that. Podcast was $1.63, and that is, I believe it's double, uh, but we'll get into (laughs) details later, but it's actually pretty good, so we're really happy about that. And then we earned $20 from surveys. And I know that surveys is one of the ways that most professional bloggers start to make money. And I'm just glad that we started to make money off of surveys this early on. So in total, we're in the negative about $500. And that's okay. These are startup fees and and we're still getting our, our feet wet and our business going. And so I understand that at the beginning, it's going to be a loss, but it's all always an investment. And I do list all the affiliate companies that, or, or most of them on the blog. You can also see the resource page or the recommendations page to be able to have access to those. I won't name them off. Hopefully in the future, I can give you a report as far as how much money we're making from each affiliate. But every affiliate, you need to earn so much uh, for them to give out the money. So at this point, we're going to report zero for that. And about the affiliates, I have a note to share. Uh, All the affiliates that we are sharing out there is something that we use kind of every day. So most of these tools help us run the business every day, automate stuff, get things done quickly. So it is something that we have experience with. And if you want to know more or learn more about these things, you can hit us up for knowing more. And I did try to highlight some of the new affiliates that we have. We'll talk more about that, but it has to do with AI. So stick around. Let's talk about analytics. So as far as social media, we saw a consistent growth from month one. So last month and month two. So from March 2021 to April 2021. There, there was growth in all areas, and I mean, we're so glad for it. Some accounts made more growth than others, and I think that's normal. But let's start with Instagram. So Instagram itself has a couple of milestones, and one of the milestones is hitting the 100 followers mark. It unlocks the followers analytics, and we were able to unlock that this month. I'm so glad about that, that we were able to do that within two months. And some of the things that we found out about Instagram is that Our audience on the Instagram platform is between 25 and 34 years old. And it was at the time that I printed this out, which I believe was a day before uh, the end of April, the split in gender was 50-50, which was pretty surprising for me because I understand that Instagram audience is mostly women. So 
to have a 50-50 split means that we're getting a lot of pull from, from male demographics. And our growth was mostly due on Instagram uh, because we were very, well, we did do an experiment, but other than the experiment, and we'll, we'll talk about that, we were very consistent on the platform. We posted one IGTV per week, about two stories and two feed posts per day. And I think that really helped our growth, just making sure that every day we're posting new content. In total, we posted 204 posts, 145 stories, and four IGTVs. The analytics don't show the reels, but we posted, every time we post on stories, we also post on reels. So 145 reels this month. I know that sounds like a lot, uh, but I'll be releasing our growth strategy so that if you want to learn how to create that much content, then, you know, let us know in the comments and, and we're, uh, we're going to make that available to you soon. Let's talk about Twitter. <laughs> so this month, the total number of tweets decreased and it impacted almost all analytics impressions, profile visits, and mentions. Now, I did earn more followers on Twitter, but all the other analytics were in the negative. So this lets me know, and I know that this is widely known, but from our own data, it lets me know that Twitter does require a lot more content than the other platforms. And just know every time I post on Instagram, I also post on Twitter. So on Instagram, I had 204 posts, so I had 204 on Twitter. So that lets me know that I, I need to pull up my numbers so that I, I can pull up my impressions and my profile visits. Let's talk about LinkedIn. So LinkedIn by far made the most connections than any other profile. I really like LinkedIn because once we start to pitch to companies, uh, we've already started, but more aggressively, LinkedIn is really going to be a great place to kind of jump off because those connections are already going to be built. At this point, I just don't have that pool on LinkedIn, but I'm happy that I'm joining groups and that we're making connections with other creators. On Reddit, I did earn a follower and half connected with several creators and I'm happy about that, but I do recognize that I, I didn't make as much content on Reddit as I did the month before. Okay, last but not least is Pinterest. So Pinterest experienced tremendous growth. Let me tell you about the experiment that we did. During the first week of April, I inconsistently posted to all of these platforms. So I wasn't posting, you know, as aggressively as I usually do. I just kind of took it really easy. And what I saw from Instagram that is that as soon as I returned back to the platform after like a week of inconsistencies, all my numbers shot up, all of them. Like my reels were getting like, you know, over a thousand views and, and so on. Pinterest was not the same. Pinterest did not appreciate me taking a break. I mean, I didn't take a full break. I was just inconsistent. It did not like that. It took almost till the end of April to be able to recover my last highest monthly views, which was about 150. And then during the last week, week and a half of April, because we were consistent for about you know, two weeks at that point, my numbers just doubled. I went all the way to 240. So last month I was 150 
and this month I was at 240. So not exactly doubled, but you know, huge growth on the platform. And you can see that my total audience has not totally recovered from my experiment <laughs> from back in April. However, all of my metrics are up. So when we did our experiment back in April, I was posting inconsistently for the first week just because I wanted to see the impact that it would have on the platforms. On Instagram, when I returned, all of my numbers were super high. However, Pinterest did not respond the same way. It took us, I think, over two weeks to be able to recover just to get back to the number that we were. So last month we were at 150,000. And in that one week, because I was inconsistent, not absent, just inconsistent, it went all the way down to 80,000. So about half. Like it was huge, that drop. So we started posting consistently about the second week of April and kept it going. And kind of nearing that fourth week of April, we saw our numbers skyrocket. So we surpassed last month 150,000 and we went all the way to 240,000. So I think for Pinterest, what we've learned is that it does not appreciate inconsistencies. It wants you to be as consistent as possible and it will support your growth that way. But if you're absent from it, it won't react like Instagram. So I put a picture of our total audience and you'll see that it's impacted. And that's because of that experiment that we that we had. Uh, we were reaching less people, uh, but overall everything pretty much recovered in huge ways, like 239% for some. And I'm going to talk to you about like my top pins. So I have a story pin that hit 79,000 impressions last month, which is by far the most impressions that I have received for any story pin. And it, it just keeps growing. So I, I'm just amazed at how much, how many impressions it's getting. And, you know, Pinterest, we recognize that it's a long-term strategy. So I plan to continue posting on the platform even more aggressively for the rest of the year. I have seen that Pinterest does recognize profiles that say, you know, over 1 million monthly views. And I also see platforms that are over 10 million. And so we're going to try to go for over 10 million. So now let's talk about some analytics related to our podcast. So our podcast grew tremendously as compared to the previous month as we had more content on the platform. So people had more opportunity to listen to more of our content. Our plays from last month to this month have doubled and our income has nearly quadrupled because there's more plays and also like more content. So people are engaging with the entire podcast platform a lot more. This has led us to have a quadruple amount of growth in our income as compared to last month. We also observed a pattern where towards the end of the April, uh, month of April, some of we saw some decrease in total number of plays. And we think that's because like mostly COVID restrictions are being lift, uh, lifted up and people are starting to go out more. So maybe there's some lesser engagement on the podcast side of things. Yeah, I think so. And people aren't really using public transportation. We live in San Francisco, so we're surrounded by public transportation. And even though it is running, I think for the most part, you can get to most parts of the city, maybe not all of the uh, transits that were open before, but most, but 
the trains and other public transportation definitely do not look as you know trafficked as they were before. Uh, so it just kind of signals that more people are spending time in their cars, which we do see because there is a lot of traffic as far as cars, but not so much on the trains and on the buses. Usually when people are traveling in public transportation, they put in their headphones and they are listening to podcasts and so on. But when they're driving, they're usually not able to do that. Maybe sometimes they are, but I I don't think that they always do that, especially if you're new to, you know, driving, especially in the city. I think it, it could be difficult and having, you know, noise around. It's probably not helpful. So I think that's why, you know, and I think so many people are going through transitions, right? Kids are going back to school and there's a lot of jobs that are opening up. I think people are just going through a transition and they're letting go of hobbies and things that they were doing during the pandemic or during the shutdown during the shelter in place. Um, and, and now they're returning back to work and having those transitions. Um, so I think that's going to show throughout this data of, of just us dropping and analytics over overall. Let's go on to the website. So we have a couple of metrics that we want to talk about. One of them is page views. So page views, they about doubled, not quite. We went from 119 to 223 page views per month. That's great. That means that more people are looking, once they land on the website, they're looking through more pages um, than just that one page where they landed. Now, our sessions went from 142 to 101. And again, I think that is because people are going through transitions, they're going back to work, they don't have as much time. And it's probably because, you know, most people are now looking at their phones rather than desktop. And it's probably not as enjoyable to look at a website on your phone than what it is on the website. So we'll talk about some of the remedies that we have coming up for that. Some of the other stats that we track on our website is the bounce rate. Previous month bounce rate was about 62% and it's 52% now. So basically our bounce rate has improved tremendously. 52% bounce rate means that if you have like 100 people visiting your website, 50% are choosing to stay on your website. That means like the it's a validation for our content and it says that our content is really good. Yeah, and there were some changes that we made to the website as well because we're trying to adapt as people are going back to work and and so forth. And we noticed that some of the changes really impacted the load speed. And even though it looks great on our end, that might be an indication of why our bounce rate is at 50% is because most people maybe are not getting to the point where the website opens and so they just decide to click out. And so we're going to be focusing on load speed this upcoming month. Now, our top pages, as I mean, it's really typical to have your homepage as one of the, you know, top pages. And that's what it is for us. Uh, 34% of our visitors go, you know, to the, the homepage and they spend about 24 seconds on it. That lets me know that it's easy to navigate. I want to make it even more simpler, but at this point, I think 24 seconds, it just kind of means that people look at the home site or the home page and they're able to pick out what they need and then they go to whatever article they want to be redirected to. Now, the second page that experienced the most traffic was the second month of blogging income report. And people on average spend about four minutes on the site, which is pretty incredible. Four minutes reading that report. And so thank you so much for for doing that and for putting so much interest. 
Next, we want to talk about the time spent on our site by our users. Total time spent by our users on our website has dropped by 30 seconds to 1 minute and 54 seconds. And now for a break, stay with us. Hey, it's Anna, and the newsletter is open right now at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. My newsletter is the most comprehensive service for blogging business owners. Each week, the newsletter focuses on strategies, features, and the benefits for online businesses. The Blogging Business Owner newsletter is the number one way that I get to connect with you each week. Having the newsletter is what drives traffic to my site every single day. So dive in now at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. bloggingbusinessowner.com slash N-E-W-S-L-E-T-T-E-R. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. You know that I've been posting on bloggingbusinessowner.com for a couple of weeks now, and I've been very lucky to rank on the first page of Google in my first month of blogging. When it comes to ranking, my favorite tool to use is Phrase. They have a great AI and care about their clients. They take the time to get to know what is most important to you and consistently make improvements to their service, like their website's answer bot. You can find the answer bot and more when you head over to bloggingbusinessowner.com slash phrase. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash F-R-A-S-E. Hey, it's Anna. And I want to personally invite you to try the ConvertKit free plan. It's time to tackle email marketing the right way. Go to bloggingbusinessowner.com slash ConvertKit. ConvertKit will help you start your mailing list in no time. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash ConvertKit. Let's talk about traffic sources. So we have shifted to be dominantly direct and organic search. I think that's great. I, I think that that really has a lot to do with our SEO and the emphasis that we're putting on. Before we were sort of split between, you know, social, referral, organic, and direct. But this this month, we do see that there is more direct and organic search. I was looking at AREFs the other day, and we were ranking at number 20, so place 20. That's on the second page of Google. So that's pretty good. I mean, you have to scroll all the way down to the second page, and most people don't make it there. Uh, but it means that we are starting to rank. So that's really great. And 75% are, and we can see that, you know, if we look very closely at social media, which one is pushing more traffic to the website, Pinterest by far is doing the best. Twitter comes in second. I think Twitter last time was pulling a lot. Twitter and, and Reddit, if I remember clearly. But this month it was Pinterest, which that is expected. So I'm glad that's happening. And then Twitter is, comes in number two. Uh, but I think if we put more content on Twitter, then we'll be able to get more follower um, or more traffic onto the website from from that platform. And Reddit also seems to pull a lot of traffic, but because we were inconsistent this month with Reddit, it, it didn't pull as much. I don't know if it, oh, it did rank negative 100%. So last month it pulled in four people and this month it pulled in zero. Um, I think putting more emphasis on Reddit would be helpful. 
So as you know, we started our Substack newsletter this month. So we can't really compare it to the last month, but we have some stats for this month during April. And like the stats from Substack are a little bit puzzling. It is like very naive stats that you can't really like make sense out of. But it's uh, you can make some sense out of it, but it's still confusing because you have a certain number of subscribers, but those subscribers don't really show up on the stats. So it is. A little bit confusing but overall we saw that most of our traffic on substack was direct which is like organic so people are directly coming to substack or maybe searching on the platform itself for our content so that's really good some of the redirection we saw from our website bloggingbusinessowner.com and we saw some people coming to substack from youtube which was a pleasant surprise yeah i don't think we covered youtube in our analytics but we gained a subscriber and <laughs> that's pretty great okay so after all these changes right that we're making every month we're adjusting as you are also adjusting right to to just new transitions we're going to talk about what worked and so social media we did run that short experiment that we talked about before and so what worked for that it was really instagram so Instagram was able to give us higher analytics because we did that experiment. It wasn't the same for Pinterest. I, I mean, no, no, no. I think at the end, yeah, Pinterest did pull a lot. So maybe it helps Pinterest. I'm not sure. But overall, we saw a bump in traffic and connections um, on both platforms. I want to highlight, we're really grateful for our uh, for our email list. It's growing. And so I'm I'm really happy about that. What failed? Okay, so due to the pullback on COVID restrictions, we have, or I mean, that's what we're attributing to, but we're, we're not sure. We did see a lower traffic on the website, uh, so less sessions. There were more page views, which is great. It means that the people who, you know, are following the blog continue to follow the blog and look through pages. But overall, we had less people coming into the website this month. And so that did impact us. It also impacted us in on Anchor on the podcast because we did get less people listen to the podcast this month. And so I think it's normal though. I think that there's going to be seasons when there's going to be less and there's going to be more. And we just happen to be on one of those that's a bit, you know, less than what it used to be. So this is what I'll be working on next month. So next month I'll be working on Instagram stories for engagement. I have gained 100 followers on Instagram and I think it's time to engage on the platform so sending a welcome message that'll be something that I do when I gain a follower and consistently react to followers content and engage embed engagement strategies through stories now I understand that Instagram isn't pulling traffic into the website so you might be asking why are we even putting any emphasis on Instagram it's not currently but I do think you know if we were to sell a physical product which we are you know getting ready to to plan and, and do all that I think it would be a viable promotion for upcoming sales. Even if we had a course or something uh, similar to that, that is probably not tangible. I, I have seen how other people have been able to do successful promotion through Instagram. And so that's, that's the aim, even though it's not bringing in traffic. 
Now, we did talk about this briefly, but I do see that I do post on Twitter as many times as I post on Instagram uh, for feed posts and also fleets. But I think I need to pull up my Twitter frequency. So I have done that. Now I'm posting, I think, one more time per day. And if that's still not enough, I'll, I'll add another. But I have done that change on recur posts so that it is posting more frequently on Twitter. And we did work last month on displaying Twitter cards. So this month you'll be able to see an image of the article whenever there is a link on Twitter, which, which was not the case before, but you know, we're glad that now it's, it's appearing. And like we mentioned before, we'll be working on load speed because we checked out our load speed on mobile and on desktop and it was so low, incredibly low. And we honestly don't know what that's about, but we're, we'll be working on that. And as far as Substack, we, like Chaitanya was saying, there is a tiered subscription plan where you can be a free subscriber or you can be a paid subscriber. And for paid subscribers, what I'm doing is I'm adding resources into a thread that all paid subscribers can go in and get the templates for free. I posted a picture of a template that, that I made for an infographic that you can use for Instagram. You can use this on Canva and you can then resize it and use it for other platforms as well. There's more resources on the thread and we want to continue to contribute to that. Let's talk about future plans for our blogging business. So before I had stated that I had come up with an email course, but that's not possible anymore because we're with Substack. So Substack doesn't do sequencing. You know how sometimes when you sign up for an email, you'll get, you know, a couple of emails in a row, like especially if you go for an email course, nobody else is getting these emails. It's just you that's getting these emails. That's called sequencing. And that's a feature that Substack does not have. ConvertKit does have it on the paid plan, uh, but right now we're going to continue with Substack. Because it doesn't have that feature, and, and I still believe that that is good content for people to have, we are thinking about either making it into an ebook or making it into an actual course where people can go in and go through the course instead, you know, an email sequence. As Anna talked about like trying to develop a course, there are two courses that we are considering. One is about Pinterest growth, where we'll share our awesome strategies that have worked for the past few months for our business. And the other course that we are thinking about is how to use GPT-3 based AI tools for your blogging. So let me talk a little bit more about the courses. For the Pinterest course, as I shared, we'll be sharing our growth strategy on Pinterest that you will be able to use for your own business and replicate it so that you have some success too with your own content. And please do share if you know some things that working for you on Pinterest. We would like to hear it and try it out ourselves and we'll give you feedback on how it worked out. Uh, also, like if you try some of our stuff, we would definitely want you to engage with us on the blog, on the podcast, anywhere you can reach out to us so that we can also learn and get feedback from you. The other thing that I talked about is using AI and GPT-3 for blogging. Now, these tools uh, are have been developed like quite recently within like six to nine months and they haven't been there for long. And we are primarily using 
these tools to have general outlines and general short form paragraphs to develop them so that we could have our ideas fleshed out and then we go ahead and expand on those ideas ourselves now the main thing with using this technology is that it will help you save a lot of time when you're planning your content and it will help you automate a lot of tasks in the long run so that you will be able to like push out more content frequently without kind of burning out so there is also like physical and mental tolerance you can have while you're running a business and when you are trying to plan content so the ai gpt3 stuff definitely helps you plan out your content better it kind of reduces your workload a lot and it will be really awesome for you in the long run yeah thanks for explaining that and and just like chaitanya was mentioning the technology is pretty young and even though some people have placed a lot of emphasis and have trained the technology i haven't found something that is great for bloggers not not one single software that is just great for you know for all the things that we need to do as bloggers and so i use a mix of uh, three different softwares and i i go ahead and list them in the affiliates because we are affiliates of some like conversion ai right sonic and shortly and so you can go ahead and, and get those links on on the website and you can also see them on, on the show notes as well okay from everything that we have learned this month of april and all the way back to january here are tips to become bloggers the biggest tip I think I, I can give this month is to focus on SEO from the beginning. Some people think that they need to have all this content before they adopt SEO strategies, and that is not the case. If you start from the beginning, you'll have a lighter workload going forward. And for us, I mean, this is really the second month of blogging because we took that break in, in January and February. So SEO, you can see, has brought in the most amount of traffic, almost, I think, 75%. And I think that's all due to our SEO strategies. Uh, you want to make sure that you are ranking on social media. But as you saw, social media doesn't really push a lot of traffic onto the website. I mean, the algorithms and the platforms are designed to keep you on that social media platform. And those are metrics that, I mean, even if we have so many followers, it, it just kind of what you ultimately want is the page views. So I think some people do call it vanity metrics. I think they are. But I think if you look at the data from Google, then you can see which platform is pulling the most amount of traffic. So far, we're getting the most success from SEO and from ranking on Google. And so we've only been, you know, consistently posting for about two months and we already see that change. So I think that's the biggest tip that I can give you now is, is to really focus on SEO. Think about your keywords. Uh, think about where you can put those keywords and frequency of them. So just to recap, I hope you found this blogging income report informative. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to leave them in the comment section. You can also leave a voice note for us on Anchor on the Anchor podcast app. Thank you so much for listening. We enjoyed our time with you. Um, and this is your co-host, Anna. This is your co-host, Chaitanya. So as you know, I have been in the podcasting space for some weeks now, and I have been very lucky to produce successful episodes. If you want to hear more episodes, go to bloggingbusinessowner.com slash podcast. 
Access the one stop to subscribe to your favorite platform and connect with us online. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash podcast.